I woke up this morning and I cannot find the Tokyo Olympic Para Olympics anywhere. They're not on television at all, but they are happening. I just wonder if they're on a different platform. If you want to see the Paralympics, go to YouTube Live Paralympics. The Paralympics is one of the longest Paralympics sports. Next, one of the Olympics' longest sports, I should say. The Paralympics start today. And the Paralympics start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, in... A previous uh, episode I had stated in the same thread of things that I've stated is that the Paralympics were not able to be televised. I am wrong on that, so let me make that clear. It will be on DirecTV channel 220 at 7 p.m. tonight. The Paralympics is one of the longest Paralympics sports. Next, one of the Olympics' longest sports, I should say. The Paralympics start today. And... The Paralympics start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, in a previous uh, episode, I had stated in the same thread of things that I've stated is that the 
Paralympics were not able to be televised. I am wrong on that, so let me make that clear. It will be on DirecTV channel 220 at 7 p.m. tonight. Opening day. A lot of these guys have <clears throat> quad and um, have multiple um, multiple conditions and, and that's why you see them in uh, chairs um, this is one of the largest One of the largest sporting events for people in uh, handicap conditions or um, can't, can't move very well or birth defects or uh, birth condition. The opening day of the Paralympics is on NBC Sports. Direct TV channel 220. These guys are 
very accomplished in um, giving them giving them circumstances that they have to follow everybody in the Paralympics get to shine and that that's true for all um, people but there is a stigmatism on handicapped people and what they can do and the Paralympics gives people an opportunity to come way out of their shell and live life and be competitors and um, be heroes to many. She didn't realize what an impact that would have on her life because after an illness left her in a medically induced coma in 2014, doctors from the Catholic Hospital in England ended up saving her life. And later that year, she was back in the pool. In 2016, she won four gold medals at the Invictus Games, and when she received one of them from Prince Harry, of all people, she gave it back to him and asked him to pass it on to the hospital where she was saved two years earlier. Let's go now to the Tokyo Aquatic Center for the first heat of these Paralympics in the women's 50-meter freestyle F6 class with the call, Todd Harris and Michelle Pompey. Women's 50-meter free for the S6 classification getting set. Eight swimmers into the pool here at the Tokyo Aquatic Center. Keep your eye on lane number five. That's Elizabeth Marks, the 31-year-old from Prescott, Arizona. Sergeant First Class Elizabeth Marks coming off that gold medal performance in Rio, and she also picked up a bronze there, so she will certainly be one to keep your eye out for. And these S6 swimmers are going to have a significant impairment in their legs and trunk or impairment on one side, or short stature. So really a wide range of disabilities you'll see in this class. Yes, also checking into this one. You'll keep an eye on lane number three, Eleanor Robinson of Great Britain, just 19, finished fourth place in Rio, and then in lane number four, Anna Hontar of Ukraine. She is in her first... Let the games begin. Elizabeth Marks here. You can see her longtime coach, Nathan Manley, coach of the U.S. Uh, resident team in Colorado Springs, will help her up on the blocks. So heat one of two for the women's 50 free. We'll get our first look at Elizabeth Marks in this competition. You've talked to her before. This is really not her forte, the freestyle. That's right, Todd. Mm -hmm. She really loves the breaststroke. That's her favorite stroke. But I think this race will be a great way for her to get used to the competition pool. Yep. Speaking of that pool, get a good look at the field right there. My colleague Rowdy Gaines calling it one of the finest facilities in the world. Marks will need a good start here. Slow on the reaction time there for her, but she's going to make up for it. She's got yeah. long arms. She's pretty tall. Elizabeth Marks in the center of your screen, coming out of lane number five, the lone American in this field. She's looking really good so far. And they're off in the pool. Elizabeth Marks now in the field, right in front on her left 
left-hand side, she has got Anna Hontor giving her a little bit of pressure. There you see the mark for the world record on her right-hand side. There is Sarah Vargas Blanco of Colombia. But it is Marks coming in on that final 50, and she gets the touch. And a Paralympic record. How about that? World record already. Fastest time Paralympically for Mark. Uh, Elizabeth Marks. Congratulations, Elizabeth. Wow. Breaking Mercheco's Paralympic record from the Rio 2016 games. That was a really nice. I will have this. And you talked about her reaction time was probably not her best. Recorded, and I will bring you the. Video portion of it. A little bit later. Elizabeth Marks. Wednesday morning in the U.S. Next year, the 100-meter fly S13 class. David Abrams, who is legally is a rising junior on Harvard's swim team. He set the SB13 American record. Just set the world record. The World Para Swimming World Series, and the Pennsylvania native is now making his Paralympic debut in the 100-meter butterfly S13 class. Back out to the Tokyo Aquatic Center, and Todd Harris and Michelle Conkley. David Abrams. Seven years blind. But he can swim. It's like swimming in the dark. But not really swimming in the dark. For him, because he can just touch the water and, and hear sounds. We got uh, Japan in uh, lane seven. Uzbekistan. I think he could have 
got one. This is the butterfly right here. Uzbekistan. One minute six seconds. Oh wow. So Abrams finishing in fifth place with Japan's Yankee Sato finishing in sixth. Sixth. Uh Japan finished sixth. Becky Stan or uh and a lot of these guys are first time Olympians. Uzlam, uh, Uzlam, uh, Bekistan got the win. American David Abrams advancing to the final later Wednesday evening in Tokyo or early Wednesday morning in the U.S. Did not advance, but still a couple of additional chances here. It is Wednesday. Take a look at who advanced the 100 meter fly S13 final here. We've got plenty to look forward to coming up over the course of these games. We're going to go now to the men's 100 meter fly. The S14 early morning there. Look at the lane assignments for the men's 100 butterfly for the S14 class. As you see, the lone American in this field will be coming out of lane number five. It'll be Lawrence Sapp, the 19-year-old from Waldorf, Maryland. He has a pre-meat ritual of sub sandwich and spaghetti. I don't know how easy that was to get in Tokyo, but we'll see how he does here in lane five. His biggest competition. That is not going to be easy on just a sub sandwich. They've got different classes of racers, if you can hear in the uh, commentary. Japan got third in that
This is his first Paralympic race, Todd. I think he's going to regroup today and come back more mentally prepared for the finals tonight. He was a big hit at the trials in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so Lawrence Sapp finishes second, but what a start by Reese Dunn. Here's the turn. Lawrence Sapp. Let's watch Dunn here is a little bit of the United States. Able to get him ahead. You've got to get under that wave coming off on the turn so you don't get caught by that uh, wave of water. A lot of guys who are in Tokyo right now have a TikTok. So, if you want to, um, they are uh, TikTok videos of, of uh, um, the Olympics. In uh, 2020. And if um, you follow a woman, uh, you'll be able to talk to one one of many. It's amazing. Just no. If these guys, if these guys can do it, you can too. 
and immediately sprints across the line to get the U.S. on the board. Which you've seen, you know, it's just, uh, it's incredible, you know, it's my first ever gold medal match. I remember that. I will, I, that's the first Paralympic Games that I've ever watched. Other than that, I, I didn't watch anything before 2016 that had to do with Paralympics at all. Making finals a big thing for us, and you know, I think it's now served as a, a, a launching pad for us to hopefully uh, just finally get on top of the podium in Tokyo. We're our first training camp that we've been back for in 10 months, you know, and it was exciting. Or if I, be back, I if I back. did, then uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was Maybe 2012. I don't know, but I think 2016 and maybe 2012, but not really sure. Kanichiwa again uh, from the United States. person such a leader he actually has a master's in public policy not surprisingly and is also a phd candidate for international relations and comparative politics at the university of denver so a lot to root for here yeah he's so multifaceted and for me too i think it's a reminder of just being present in the moment which is what he underscored which paralympians are great at that and so many other things Corey, thanks for joining us i look forward to being updated on all things social throughout the paralympics laugh cry inspire okay laugh cry inspire <laughs> i like it trademark it Corey, thank you very much Oh, as Corey mentioned, Aoki leads the U.S. wheelchair rugby team in its first game of this Paralympic campaign against New Zealand. The U.S. has won a medal in every edition of this event, still seeking their first gold since 2008. It's time we unleash the potential in all of us. It's time to join the ones who clear the way for us and move this world into one full of possibilities. Wheelchair rugby should be Wheelchair Demolition Derby USA versus New Zealand in a murder ball style game also known as rugby wheelchair Rugby, since this is the Paralympics. Fifty-two twenty-eight. 
USA. Chuck Ioki of the United States Paralympic Team is the captain of the Paralympic Team for USA. And he's the number one person that has been called out and he's getting more TV time than all the rest of them as he is being spoke about a lot. Chuck Ioki of the United States Paralympic Team is the captain of the Paralympic Team for USA, and he's the number one person that has been called out, and he's getting more TV time than all the rest of them as he is being spoke about a lot. Or just check your local listings in your area. If you want this, check your local listings. Or if you have NBC Sports Channel 220 on DirecTV. To start off the Olympics swimming swimming and goalie ball it's a mix in between bowling and soccer together Table tennis and track cycling. Includes tandem biking and cycling. Again, congratulations everybody for making it this far. Welcome to Tokyo Paralympic Swimming. Such a beautiful stroke, incredible body position. Watches her hips just break the surface of the water. She's
She keeps her legs so close together, which is so impressive for an athlete with lower body paralysis. Looking very good, just shy of world record pace in the middle. Ishkalova coming in, really swimming with a vengeance here. Ishkalova of the RPC will get the victory and there's been a lot of different sports What I what I was talking about earlier was uh, so pretty quick, 30 where people are blindfolded and it looks like a a bowling ball plus a soccer net in there and what what they do is uh roll the ball and that's how they make points and it's called gold ball like soccer and bowling in soccer to it Mixed together. It's kind of weird. So, never seen that before. And I've watched the Paralympics since 2016. America with bronze in swimming. This is what... Women? Women swimming... There are men swimming, and then there are women swimming also. Like, there are women tennis players, and women uh, soccer teams, and women volleyball teams, and men same thing with with the men 
the only thing different is they uh, are classified the ones that are in different classes equal the level of difficulty people have to deal with if that makes sense Wednesday is the uh, women's final in swimming. Track and field really doing well. Again, classifications go along with that too. Turkey, United States. Wheelchair basketball. Good. For Turkey. For, for nothing. Turkey. This is live content right now. Can't seem to find the basket. USA is having some troubles finding the basket. Players, 
swimming uh, and shot put. All taken by USA. Serial. Good. We got a guy on the United States side named Serial. <laughs> That's a funny name. Comedy hour. Serial. Hey, are you a box of cereal? No, why? Because your name is Serial. Turkey and red and white or red and gold. Yeah, red and white. Wearing red, white, and blue. United States is red, white, and blue. Of course, Turkey is in red and white. Turkey just scored again. Serial. Uh, no good. From the three-point line. 
Turkey up ahead. USA is having some trouble. This game is on NBC Sports Network. Channel 220. Dos Bente. That is 220 in Spanish. Dos Bente. Andre TV. Time out on the court. Basketball, you take a punch, you give a punch, it's a game of runs. The Americans looking to go on. 
certainly is, as Turkey's shooting at 63% compared to 35% for the United States. Somebody to get going. Got to bring the numbers up. Left wing, Jake Williams, he's capable. Too much on it. And there's Trayvon Jennifer again, cleaning things up. And I believe we will. Such a pretty hustle rebound. A tip to Brian Bell. Brian almost had it. 35. 63 compared to the time of possession. That's the point ratio. Playing catch up. Six twenty four. Channel six twenty four is also the Olympic coverage. For the Americans mascot 
from Dell, no good. Excellent defense by Trayvon Jennifer. He's really causing problems for Turkey. Turkey in danger of an eight-second violation there in the backcourt. With your basketball, there's three seconds in the key, eight seconds in the backcourt, and you can't call a timeout on the fly. It has to come from the bench in international basketball. Hounded by Jake Williams, he'll say contact and foul on Williams. Williams not exactly sure what he did wrong there. The referee team that Jake was turning around backwards and may have had a little bit of contact with Gerbalak's chair. Key moment here. I mean, four minutes to half. Both teams looking to jockey. If you're Americans, you want to cut this down, cut this lead down. And if they're not careful, Turkey can extend this out to 10. High post. Shot is short. It's batted around into the hands, finally, of Jake Williams. The miss by Ippleturk. Pretty tilt and rebound there by Trayvon Jennifer. Players using their side two wheels to tilt up onto. It gets you a little bit taller, a little bit higher. It's the wheelchair version of jumping as we see a mid-range hit. Boy, they needed that one, Krista. Boy, they absolutely did. That's Jake Williams and now some full-court pressure from the United States. First points of the game for Williams. Every time you get a made basket that helps the U.S. set up their press, Gerbalak, you see another steal from Jennifer here. Can they convert? Yes, they do. Defense to offense. That's what it's going to take to get back in this. And now the U.S. within three. Within three, guys. Within three. Can we do it? Maybe. 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 It's still open shot, though. We still have a chance. USA, USA, USA. Good job, Turkey. Timeout on the court. Good job, Turkey. Playing keep away with the ball. That's what basketball's all about. Game of possession. Nice job. Violation on Turkey. That court. Violation on, on Turkey. And now a chance for the U.S. to head into the three-point deficit. It's such a dangerous two-man game on each side. It's kind of a pick-and-roll situation. Got the quick-moving Trayvon Jennifer. The defense coming down. Three-point line. In the paint. I'm not sure if he put that up or anything, but I'll look right here. 
No. Double dribble. You can't do that. Hold it and then dribble. That's a foul. That's a takeaway. I do not know how to speak Turkey. Um, I'm sorry, guys. These are languages I'll have to learn. And I'm up for the challenge. Turkey up ahead again. But USA is on the point. Got the ball. No good. Turkey's got the ball in the paint. On the right side of the floor, actually. I'm... 
I mean left side, sorry. So Deha Nana Jew Do Kuruma Sedeso Road Track Racing Kuruma Sedeso is just wheelchair racing. These Kudomas Deso vehicles. Bikes, hand cycles, whatever you want to call them, are cool. Cool on my today, so check it out. Again, cool my today, so. Check it out. Nana Judo. That is 70 degrees in Japan. Japanese. Nana Judo. In Tokyo. After a, a week. From the start of the Tokyo Olympics. Brazil, Italy won a piece in sitting volleyball. Relay races, 100 meters, and day 10. Of swimming. You're listening to the relay seven. Seven is way behind. Lane seven, that is. Swimming at your own pace. But at least trying to swim fast enough for a Metal or best time.
position to track down these other swimmers. Is it mission impossible or can she get it done? Right now it is Australia, Spain and the RPC holding down the medals. But here comes Morgan Stickney of the USA. Stickney, the 24-year-old from Cary, North Carolina, already with a gold medal in the 403. And she's got the bronze medal in her side right now and looking for more. She's going to come in here. She's already made up a lot of ground, so I expect that she can make up even more on the final 50. Stickney has the USA in bronze medal position. Now she sets her sight on the silver. The Australians holding down second. Here comes Morgan Stickney turning on the afterburners. Every stroke she's breathing to the left. She's seeing those swimmers with every single stroke trying to track them down. Morgan Stickney with a gold medal already. Now into second place, surging on. She's got first in her sight. It's going to be gold or bust. She brings it home for Team USA. What a swim. It's Stickney in lane five, and the USA claims the gold. Lane five. Gold medal at the last 100 meters. Good job, USA. Good job, Canada. That's how to do it. Shout out to all the countries that competed. Canada, Spain. Um... And there's a couple more, but I'm not a hundred percent what they are. But congratulations to all.
services in both the 400 and the 100. They're very different events. Good job, Elizabeth. Good job, Elizabeth Marks. Good job, uh, everybody. She's missing a leg, and you would never know that unless you looked at somebody else like that. She does have some disorientation and vision loss while she's swimming, so she's allowed to use that tapper to help her make sure she doesn't crash into the wall. Here comes the tap again. Really nicely timed there. See, they gave her one tap, and then she took one more stroke, so impressive coordination. So the final result, heat number one of this 100 meter backstroke in the S6 division, it's American Elizabeth Marks with the fastest time, the 121.76. Again, S6 is the qualifying qualification. And the level of difficulty. Uh, the qualification. Of the disability and the uh, level of difficulty that um, they are dealing with. Again, these guys are all of them. It, all of these guys have some level of disability. That's why it's called the Paralympics instead of the Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics. Absolutely, you can end up swimming more. 
she is in the lead right now in lane number five as they get ready to make the turn. There you see all the tappers coming out. Some of them a little more aggressive than others, and it's Lee that makes the turn first. Pagonis now in second place, but also on the outside, you see Shevchenko of the RPC in lane number six. And Pagonis looked a little bit tight on the turn there. You could see her hesitate for a second on the wall. Indicates that she may have been a little bit too close to the wall, but look at her stroke tempo picking up now. She is making up for lost time. Just barely sets that lane line to her left as she starts to bring it in. Not sure she's going to be able to track down Lee, but remember, this is just heat number one of two. This is all about time. And Lee going out very fast, won't get the world record as she gets her tap and touches the wall very hard with a Paralympic record. Anastasia Pagodas comes in into second place. New world record for China. USA gets the silver. Lee of China. Lee of China. It is Friday afternoon there. Same with the women's 100 free in the S11 classification. We'll stay with heat two of two. And within this one, you want to keep an eye on lane number four, Lizette Griezma. She and Pagonis had a great Our Friday morning. Back when they swam in the which one? But I know it's seven. Friday. Again, 13 hours ahead. We'll make it Friday. Just past lunchtime, I think. Two more strokes and then the flip. And we'll see these 
four. World, war, world record. Four again. World record. Brings me back to day number one when El Elizabeth Mark did uh, her first one, her first gold medal. Konnichiwa, everybody. From the USA. Good afternoon. I 
It'd be fun. Thank Konnichiwa. Thank you, everybody from Japan. Yes, this is fun. I I mean yes in Japanese. means yes in Spanish. Konnichiwa means good morning and good afternoon in Japanese. Welcome back, everybody. New Jersey native Robert Griswold has cerebral palsy, and from a young age, he has said that the we're back. That helped him feel most like Robert Griswold of the United States. This is what they're talking about now. Last Friday, he became the first and so far only American man to win swimming bowls here in Tokyo by winning the men's SA 100 meter backstroke in dominant fashion, setting a world record. Now, in his final event at these games, he aims for a third career Paralympic medal. So let's go back out to the Tokyo Aquatic Center now. Todd and Michelle with the call. Enjoy. Sorry, Andy, I had to ad lib that because I realized I got. Men's swimming now. Butterfly stroke.
Robert Griswold of USA makes the tap first. And the, that's the butterfly stroke. Gold medal for the Americans in swimming men's swimming. Women's S7 classification, 50 meters in the pool. Come on, Canada, come on, Australia, come on, uh, uh, United States. Canada's got the world record in the 50. Australia. And the United States. While Canada is number one, Australia got number two in the 50. Fly, butterfly. She wants to go after it, she's just going to have to swim faster. 33 5 
Mackenzie Cohen finished in third with a time of 38.08. Wait and see, but she should be okay to make that top eight for the final. Not very many swimmers between these two heats, so most will advance. So heat number two, you see two Americans in the middle of the pool. Mallory Wegman, who had the world record until just moments ago, the 32-year-old from Minneapolis, Minnesota, already with a gold in the 100 back and 200 IM. And next to her going out will be Julia Gaffney on her right, who has two bronze medals in the 400 free and 100 back from Mayflower, Arkansas. As seven classification for American women is so stacked at this meet. They had four all in total. Japan is in six. Really strong start there as expected from Nikita Howard. Schools in a similar technique. Lane six, that is. Now we're seeing Mallory Wegman use her long arm span as well to already build an early lead. Mallory Wegman coming out of lane number four was the world record holder until just moments ago. America is. Got the world record pace right now. America, swimmer from America, and then there's another swimmer, and then uh, the Russian committee. And Canada didn't no need to really push this event. Off the start, check out Nikita Howarth and up at the top of your screen in that black suit didn't strong off the start, but then Wegman in that long arm span catches up. She just doesn't need to take as many strokes as someone with much shorter arms. It's just one, two, three. Who middle? RPC is Russian Paralympic Committee for Russia. USA. Brazil. I watched that this morning, yes. The marketing department sent her a promo code. Sales suggest the perfect style. Commerce makes it at about four o'clock this morning. And service makes sure she gets answers to any important questions. Or three. Salesforce customer 360 unites your teams with a single view of your customer. So Paula gets all the three o'clock. 
Japanese time or, or three o'clock United States time. If you have Medicaid and Medicare, a dual complete plan from United Healthcare can help, giving you more benefits so, at no three extra cost to you, and one-on-one -on -one help managing your care to get you the help you need, whatever your story may be. With dual complete from United Healthcare. About midnight your time. Join sixteen daredevils on a Japanese time. Where will it end? Who will rip off Phoenix with donuts and joy? Time will tell. But for now, ride with me. Or three o'clock Sunday on NBCSN. What are we running next, huh? I'm not really sure what time it was. I'll check. When up. When I'm done doing this, again, this is day 10. Final relay races. Women's S7 classification, 50 meters in the pool. Come on, Canada, come on, Australia, come on, uh, uh, United States. Canada has got the world record in the 50. Australia. And the United States. While Canada is number one, Australia got number two in the 50. Fly, butterfly. Butterfly. 
driving so much with her hips. She's not getting as much out from her arms, but that kick, that two-beat kick every stroke is really what's powering her through here. Wow, Doris drops that mark, as you said, that Mallory Wakeman had 33-8-1. And she goes 33-5-1. So now we have Mallory Wegeman. She told me that she's been eyeing the world record. So now the world record is a little bit lower. But, you know, Wegeman's just going to have to keep her head on straight. And if she wants to go after it, she's just going to have to swim faster. 33-5-1. And there you see Mackenzie Cohen finishing in third with a time of 38.08. Wait to see, but she should be okay to make that top eight for the final. Not very many swimmers between these two heats. So most will advance. So heat number two, you see two Americans in the middle of the pool. Mallory Wegman, who had the world record until just moments ago, the 32-year-old from Minneapolis, Minnesota, already with a gold in the 100 back and 200 IM. And next to her going out will be Julia Gaffney on her right, who has two bronze medals in the 400 free and 100 back from Mayflower, Arkansas. As seven classification for American women is so stacked at this meet. They had four all in total. Japan is in six. Really strong start there as expected from Nikita Howard. Swims in a similar technique. Lane six, that is. Now we're seeing Mallory Wegeman use her long arm span as well to already build an early lead. Mallory Wegeman coming out of lane number four was the world record holder until just moments ago. America is. Got the world record pace right now. America, swimmer from America, and then there's another swimmer, and then uh, the Russian committee. And Canada didn't no need to really push this event. Off the start. Check out Nikita Howarth and up at the top of your screen in that black suit didn't strong off the start. But then Wegman in that long arm span catches up. She just doesn't need to take as many strokes as someone with much shorter arms. It's just one, two, three. Who middle? RPC is Russian Paralympic Committee for Russia. USA. Brazil. 
I I watched that this morning, yes. The marketing department sent her a promo code. Sales suggest the perfect style. Commerce makes it at about four o'clock this morning. And service makes sure she gives answers to any important questions. Or three. Salesforce customer three sixty unite your teams with a single view of your customer. So Paula gets three o'clock. Japanese time or, or three o'clock United States time. If you have Medicaid and Medicare, a dual complete plan from United Healthcare can help, giving you more so and one on one help managing your care to get you the help you need, whatever your story may be. With dual complete from United Healthcare, about midnight your time. Japanese time. Again, this is day 10. Final relay races. Congratulations to everybody who competed in the Paralympics. Yesterday was the final day of the Paralympics, and now we wait until 2024. Congratulations to Brazil, Japan, and England, Italy, Australia, for all that they've accomplished. In the Paralympics, Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee, congratulations to them and the ROC. Um, it's a, it's been a fun time watching, uh, 
people um, compete for gold medals many of them their first and if it is their first well then you got a lot more to go uh congratulations and soak it in man Thank you to the host city, Japan of Tokyo, Japan, Konnichiwa, and we'll see you along down the road. But Paris, France, is the next destination. Au revoir. That is goodbye in French. Au revoir to Japanese. Hello to France. Paris. Paris, France. That is Paris, France. Next. Host city. And then in 20, 2028. USA. 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 Once again. But until then. We got a couple. More city, we got a couple more countries to go until twenty twenty eight and USA gets to do it in. To do it again. Last time the USA. Had the Olympics. Was in. Atlantic. Atlanta Georgia. Atlanta Georgia. Where Muhammad Ali was the torch bearer and he lit the flame in ninety six.
Muhammad Ali has now since passed away. So, he won't be able to see these Olympics coming up in 2028, but his spirit will be with everybody in 2028. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. In 2028. And hopefully boxing will be a part of the Olympics. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm not saying that they will. But probably they will. Um, I gotta take a look back on how the Paralympics started, and I'm not sure if boxing and any other sports other than swimming took place. All I saw was swimming, bocce, and... Uh, track and field, to be honest. But congratulations to all and to all a good night. I'm going to show my age here a little bit, but I did not know until high school that bocce was actually a sport, let alone in 2001 in the Olympics. Fencing was supposed to be scheduled during the Olympics, uh, and I'm not sure if it was even a thing, because a lot of DirecTV, and what DirecTV does is, is they show what they're supposed to show but honestly they only show bits and pieces of sports on the schedule unlike um different organizations and different networks. There was a lot of name drops in the Paralympics this year. One of the name drops was Usain 
bolt. A Jamaican sprinter widely known for how fast he ran and how fast he could get out of the blocks. And the other was Oscar Storius. A disgrace. South African man, double amputee, who murdered his wife in cold blood. Why I don't, why I don't know the reason they name drop. Oscar Pistorius. But I do know why they name dropped Usain Bolt. It's because of American an American did Usain Bolt's pose after winning his third gold medal. But, again, I have no idea why they name-dropped a murderer in track and field. Uh, um, on Saturday evening, here in, in America, but Saturday nothing less. They're in Japan. One day after um, one day one day after and before The last day of track and the closing ceremonies. Saturday was the last of the four by f the last day of track and For them to name drop Oscar Pistorius like they did 
And this didn't come from anybody else but the announcers. It's not going to bring down the Paralympic Forum. But it will bring a dark cloud for many Paralympic people just knowing that uh, somebody was name dropped that shouldn't have been name dropped. And yes, he is a, a he is a medalist in the Olympics but honestly his medals don't mean anything now because all he's known for is what he did and what he went to jail for and that is murder and cold blood.